Y'all, today I have such an amazing episode for you. I have my friend, Samantha. She is a part of the mastermind and the membership, and she is just bringing it. She is dropping so many value bombs on how she's been able to scale her business using her local community, how she's a mom of four and killing it in her business, how she loves to participate in not only work activities, but also how she is a part of her community, church, and nonprofit organizations, and how she's doing all this and still running a business. Samantha is sharing so much gold with us today that you are going to leave in all and want to go network in your local business as well. And so let's go on in and meet Samantha. Welcome to the Serve Scale Soar podcast, the podcast dedicated to helping service-based entrepreneurs scale their online business to five-figure months so they can soar into six-figure years. Your host, Brandy, is a wife, mom, and in less than one year, created a six-figure business. And now she is spilling all her secrets so you can too. Hello, Serve Scale Store family. Oh my goodness. I am just so freaking excited, y'all, because today I have Samantha on the podcast. And you may have met Samantha last week's episode when she gave her tips for going into 2020. And one thing I just love about Samantha is that she just has a heart of gold. And I talked about that last time. And I'm so excited for y'all to really hear her story today. And she is not only a member of Serve Scale Soar, she was actually one of the founding members, but she's also a member of the mastermind, the inner circle. And so I am just so excited for you to be on here today, Samantha. So thank you so much. And why don't you just tell the listeners a little bit about you as a person and your business? Yes. Hi friends. My name's Sam and I am a wife, a mom of four littles. My oldest is seven. My youngest is almost two. And I live in the Bay Area, California. We are church planters. I work for a nonprofit called Young Life. And then I decided to start a business because I wasn't busy enough. So <laughs> perfect. So tell us about your business. Who do you serve and how do you serve them? Yeah. So I uh, do social media and marketing and Facebook ads for busy online female entrepreneurs and the local business. Perfect. And when did you get started with your business? August of 2018. So I love this. We've been on this journey, like at the exact same time I started July of 2018. Okay. So let's backtrack just a little bit. When you started your business, were you providing social media? Were you providing everything? And how did you even find out about being a service provider? Yeah. So when I started my business, I had just had my fourth son, my fourth child, a son, and he had some health complications. And so prior to that, in my former life, I like to say, I was uh, working for my nonprofit part-time, but then also working part to full-time at the hospital. And I would work like odd hours, nights, anything to like make childcare not expensive. And I remember like having, my son had to have an EEG and just laying with him, like there's no way I can do this. Like I can't work outside the home and do this, like be a mom, like a present mom with a kid with health problems. So I spent that night Googling and came across the virtual savvies and Abby Ashley and signed up for the boot camp or the savvy system and started, I started doing all the things for all the people and that included social media. I've done social media like for free for in my nonprofit and churches and stuff for a long time. And didn't realize that I could get paid and run a business doing that. 
And so I just dove in and I was like a general virtual assistant who liked social media. And I did that for a few months, six months maybe. And then was like, I can't do all the things for all the people because I have a lot of people of my own to manage. So then I pivoted my business and I just offer social media and then just offer social media and Facebook ads now. I love this. Okay. And so let's dive into that. What kind of made you transition to only offering a few things instead of all the things? Yeah, I think part of it is I love serving people. And so doing that like brings me joy and stuff. But I also like, how do I say this? Like I need to be on all the time. And I realized I can't do that and then still raise four kids and do all the things like in my personal life. It wasn't fair to me or my clients or my family. And it just wasn't how I wanted to scale my business. Yeah. And then I love social media and I love connecting people, scaling businesses, doing all the things, most of the things I love about social media. And so that was just like a natural pivot for me. Perfect. And when you made that pivot, you got more time back with your family and everything. And I know that you just had over a $6,000 month with more to come. So tell us a little bit about what that looked like. Yeah. So then I have basically stalked Brandy since the beginning and <laughs> I joined Surf Scale Soar. Honestly, I think that for maybe like two months in was my first 5k month. And it sounds silly, but when we like write out our goals, that was like my big goal. I want to hit 5k. I thought that's it. That's the ceiling for me. And once I hit it, I was like, oh no, no, no. Like there's so much more I can do and make a bigger impact and give more but I followed the framework <laughs> and it worked. So perfect. You know, sometimes we do stuff and it's not always like the intention that we planned. And one of the things that the members do when they come into surf scale sort is they tell us what their first goal is. And now this has been such an amazing thing to see as we look back 30 days, 60, 90 days and see people accomplishing that goal. And it's just putting it out there into the universe and then being able to cheer people on. So I love that. But I know what really my listeners are going to want to know are two things. One, you're a little different than other guests that we've had on because you work primarily with local businesses. You do have online businesses, but primarily local businesses. And then the other thing is you have four kids, like, holy cow. And you do this and church, like all the things. So let's first dive into serving local clients in your local community. So how did you go about finding like local businesses to work with? Yes. I'm super lucky, blessed that I live in like the Bay area. So I could throw a rock and hit like 20 businesses. And, but a lot of those people are either like local mom and pop shops. We have obviously big names and then some mom, lots of mompreneurs and things like that. And so I was a part of a networking group. As soon as I started my business, I have friends that own brick and mortar businesses. And so one of them is like a networking group that has just sort of grown it's online. And then she started doing meetups and things. But the biggest thing for me for local business was just building connections. I am involved with my city, different avenues. I did a mom's group when I first moved here and things like that, where I just build connections with people. And they were natural connections before I even started my business. And then after I started my business, my intention was never to like, I want to meet you because I want to be a client. Like that's never my intention. It's usually, I want to meet you. I want to know your story and know who you are. 
I think that helped a ton. So I didn't do any cold calling or any of that. I didn't even do LinkedIn. I just hit the ground and I met people and was referred to people instantly. Not that I know of anyone else in my community that does that. I took that mindset online as well. So my online entrepreneurs that I work with and who I love, some of them are local businesses too for their own local space. And I create a community within them. Like my intention is never to like, I want to meet you because I want you to pay me money. Like it's always, who are you, your family. And another thing that I did, because I know that my area is unique, like we have networking groups and there's quite a few, like the ones you have to pay for and be fancy and all of those. I, I didn't join those, but So my tips for your listeners are like, go meet people in your community. And if that's not a thing, like if you can't do that, then you could build a group, a community online, like of your local community. But then also I started my own networking group shortly after my business because it was before ServeScale Soar and I was like lonely. Like I had hit my first, it was like two grand a month and was so excited and I had no one to share that with. My husband's super great, super supportive, but he's like my cheerleader, not necessarily like involved in the business. And so I just created my own networking group. I put in this like online group that I'm a part of that's local and was like, Hey, I'm feeling lonely. Does anybody have business bestie thing? And then it became like a monthly meetup and it's not even anything fancy. Like I pick a place, pick a time, third Thursday, we show up, people show up. And then we just get to know each other and happen to talk about business, but get to know each other. Uh, there's so much goodness in here <laughs> to unpack. And the first thing is you know, and if you're listening, you know that I think relationship building is one of the most important things that you can do. And I've definitely said that this year has been the year of relationships over revenue and the relationships that I genuinely built have led to us having the best year ever. And I think that relationships are so important and doing it with not expecting anything in return, like you said, and just building those really good relationships. Another thing I love that you said is a few things. One, you live in the Bay area. So yes, there are a lot of businesses, but for any of you who are listening and you're like, oh, but I live in a super small town. You cannot use that as an excuse. I lived in a super small town when I had my business and I utilized LinkedIn and got clients in my local business. And the great thing about that is even in smaller towns and things, they are more likely to refer you to every single person because it's just like, that's how word is spread in small towns. Or you can use LinkedIn. We have a LinkedIn episode that we will link up in the show notes for you on how to utilize that for local businesses. But don't use that you don't live in a big town not to have that. And then the other thing I love that you said is, even though you did have those, you went and created your own networking group and you didn't pay to be part of the big expensive ones. And this is something watching you, Samantha, that I have like all the members in ServeScale or know, I've been working on building relationships in my local community as well, yes. reaching out to people, going to coffee with people just to connect with other people who have online businesses in my area. And, you know, if you're a service provider, be connecting with other local businesses that could potentially be your client or refer you to people or just help you meet other people. So I think no matter the size of the town, there's always some kind of local networking event, chambers of commerce, anything like that. And I love that you are truly utilizing that for your business growth. Yeah. For the big fancy ones, they usually do like a free guest. Like you can come as a guest or go three free times. So I would go 
and meet people and like make connections. And I would consider joining, but like, it just doesn't work out necessarily with business and life, but I would always go as a guest or introduce myself or whatever. And then yeah, coffee chats are huge. Like I would just go sit and meet with someone cause they knew what I was doing or they didn't know what I was doing and they were curious. And it wasn't even a sales pitch. It was like, let me hear all about you. Where do you want to go? Like that sort of thing. And then I gave out free, which isn't maybe the best advice if you're doing it a ton, but like sometimes I did mini audits with friends just here. Like, this is how I think you could do better in that and just giving my knowledge and helping people. But also like, so when I say I live in the Bay area too, I don't live in like San Francisco. I live like an hour and 45 from San Francisco. So we're like a mix of like, we're rural still. Like I live next to a farm, you know? So I'm not like in a city life, but I do realize that I'm blessed because there is city next to me, but like you could do it anywhere. Okay. And I love this. And I have a question. There's no right or wrong to it, but you said you would give out free advice. I know. Those people that you've given free advice to have any of them became clients or referred you to a client that you have? Yeah, absolutely. So one of the first girls I remember is like, I gave her free advice and then she bought my audit. I created audit for this woman and she's a boutique owner. And so, um, she's an online boutique. She does really well for herself. And I knew that I wasn't going to run her social media. Like that was her brand. And so that's when I created like the social media audit in my business because I didn't want to run her business like that way. And she was great at it. She just needed some guidance. And so I ran the audit for her or like gave her free advice. She ended up buying the audit and then she's referred me to quite a few boutiques and I've just done audits. Like it's my lowest service or price service, you know, but then there's been others where they have referred me here locally and they've become my clients. Love this. Okay. So I know if I don't ask you, then everyone will be upset with me. I had one. I had a social media audit as a service when I was doing organic, but what does your social media audit look like? Yeah. My social media audit is if uh, my business coach were listening to me right now, she would probably think that I should jack up the price, but it's like a normal, like 249. And basically I look at their social media accounts from the client perspective I have like a really pretty detailed sheet and I give them all their information and stuff. And then I go in their analytics and look at it that way. So I look at what they're doing now, how they can improve. I give them like ideas for content to post. I give them similar competitor sort of accounts to look at. And this is, you know, to compare, but then also to better. And then I hop on a Zoom call and go over it all with them and strategize with them. Okay. So is this for per platform or for all platforms? What is the two? I mainly just do um, Instagram and Facebook. And so it's both of those. And then it's a lot of strategy, honestly. So it's a really good deal. And later next year, I'll transform that to a course. But like right now, it's a really great deal for like my MLM friends, my, I call everyone friends, by the way. So people, (laughs) and then um, like local businesses who maybe can't afford to hire me and they want to do it themselves. It's a really good, like do it yourself option. Love this. Two things. I did, I had a social media audit. Mine's 249 as well. I probably didn't give out as much strategy, but that's totally fine. It's working for you. And then have you ever taken the Myers-Briggs? <laughs> no. Is that the like ABCD, whatever one? No. Well, kind of. Yeah. So like, <laughs> it, I don't think ABCD or any of the letters. <laughs> yes. Yeah, okay. Right. So I'm an ENTJ. And the E stands for extrovert, but like you also get numbers. So like I was a two, 
which means like I'm lower on the extrovert. But one of the things that extroverts do is they call everyone their friends. I don't do that. But when I heard that, I was like, oh, I bet she's an extrovert, which I know you're an extrovert, but it was just so funny that you like even acknowledge you're like, I call everyone friends, by the way. I love it. I'm pretty sure I start like every Instagram story with like, Hey friends, good morning, friends. Happy Thursday, friends. I love it. And you're building community and I love that. So perfect. Go take that afterwards. I know (laughs) know my Enneagram number. Does that count? That's all. I don't know. I know my number, but I don't know anything about it. So, okay. So let's bring this back on track. So I love all of this, the audits, the local. Now let's just dive in real quick to what do you think has been your biggest challenge with being a mom and running this business? probably just that being a mom and running a business. When I worked at the hospital, I would try and work crazy hours to like offset childcare costs, either night shifts or PM shifts. And so then I'd like high five my babysitter leave. I wouldn't see my husband for like a day or two. So like taking that in perspective to running my own business, like it's different, but great. So much greater. Yeah. So much greater. And then, so now I still, I'm a night owl, so I still do it on my own time. And that's why I chose social media as well. And Facebook ads because I can do things ahead of time. It's not day-to-day tasks where like I need someone to hold my hand or any of that. Like I usually take their accounts and run with it and take care of the strategy and the posting and all of the things included, but I can do it on my time where it's midnight, nursing baby, two in the morning, like whatever, or normal business hours, obviously. But that has been a big thing. So that would be my advice is like grab something that you love and you're passionate about but then also that you can do to fit your life. Like there's no one business fits all model. Right. And I learned that pretty quickly. And then my life, if you put it on paper, sounds really full, but I love every single thing I do. Obviously family, friends, I love young life. That's why I do that. And I love my business. So it doesn't feel like work or like chores or like this heavy burden. Like I get to do this. So that's my mindset too, is I get to make an income from home while volunteering my kid's classroom. I get to. I love that because I think that's the thing. It's easy for us to say, well, they have a lot going on, but if it doesn't feel like a lot to you, then that's good because people look at my business all the time and life and they're like, holy cow, she travels. She has this side, that side of the business kid. They're always at Disney and all this stuff. But like, I don't feel like I'm full. Like I feel like my life is full and I love, you know, like full of love and just gratitude, but definitely not like lacking time. So I think it's, I love that mindset around that. Okay. Besides being a mom and having your business, have you had any other challenges that have been really big that you've had to overcome? I think I'm still overcoming like money mindset issues because I've worked since I was 16 and I'm so used to like trading time for dollars. Right. And so having to overcome that, like that whole package of money mindset. And even like now, as I plan for 2020, I'm like seeing some big goals and they sound really funny coming out of my mouth, but I'm like, yeah, we're going to do it. Like, let's just go for it. This is not, we're not playing small here. So that took a while for me to even say that because I originally just started my business to make enough to pay my bills. Right. And so anything beyond that, I'm like, I don't need that. But then when I switched my mindset and look how much I can give, it's not like we're like a lavish life, but Hey, I can probably put my girls in gymnastics next year or things like that. And I can tithe more and give more and things like that totally help my mindset shift. I love that. And then do you think there's anything else going into 2020 that you're going to do to work on the money mindset? 
Uh, yep. I signed up for the mastermind. <laughs> yep. And we will definitely talk about money in there. <laughs> so I'm waiting for you to, or I'm waiting to, you know, get that. So when I first started my business and I say this for new business owners, I stayed in my own lane. I put on my blinders. I grinded a little hard, but like, I didn't have tons of like shiny object syndrome or shiny people syndrome. I tried really hard not to compare. And so I don't know who like a lot of these big names are really. I think going to the Amy Porterfield conference was like the first time I heard some of these like bigger famous people, you know? And so I really tried to stay focused in that, but now I'm like, okay, I should read a mindset book or I should listen to this podcast or try and branch out a little bit more to deal with that because I do want to hit my goals. So I love that shiny people syndrome. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And no, I totally agree because I, I mean, I've talked about this a lot is just focusing on having one to two mentors Mm -hmm. and kind of just keep those blinders on because then it's too much advice coming at you from all directions. And when you can really focus on one to two mentors and stay in your lane, like, oh man, sky's the limit. People ask me, Oh, do you know blow? And I'm like, no, I know no one unless it's like Rick Mulready or James Wedmore, Amy Porterfield. I don't know. I think, yeah, don't know. I love that. Okay. So what has been your biggest win since starting your business? Oh, that's a hard one. All of it. Honestly, starting a business is a huge win and just pushing through. I don't know all of it. My biggest win I, (laughs) and like the personal front, I volunteer my kids' classroom which is really cool. Cause I hadn't been able to do that before. And then, I, Oh, Oh my gosh, Disney. We took a last minute trip to like super last minute, sorry, to Disneyland the week of Thanksgiving and I paid for it and it was good. And like, not only was it good, but it was like making memories, not having to worry. Like, can I pay my water bill if we buy this churro kind of thing? You know, <laughs> it was oh. good. I love that. That is like the reason I started my business is so I can vacation without that worry of like, if I buy this, will I be able to pay another bill? And you know, Disney's like my love language. So I love that you were able to do that. I just love your wins because it was Disney and being able to volunteer in your kids' classrooms. And that's what these businesses are truly about is like, how does it impact your life? And so I love that those were your wins. And I cannot wait to see you create more wins in 2020. And are you ready for some rapid fire? I always like to ask my guests rapid fire. It does not have to be one word. It just the first thing that comes to your mind. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. What is the favorite part of your business? Uh, Connections, meeting people online, in person, getting to know people is yeah, by far my favorite. And also like getting to know them and since like I ask like what you do or whatever, but then who do you serve? And I love when they like light up telling me their whole life story, but yeah, people. I love that. You're such an extrovert. I love it. Okay. So what is your favorite software tool that you can't live without? Oh yeah. Good one. Dubsado for my business. Yes. And then obviously like Facebook and Instagram, does that count? No, I love that. <laughs> that so everyone, <laughs> everyone always says Dubsado or ClickUp. And I love that you say Facebook and Instagram because that's so true. I've never thought about that. Yeah. I should probably start saying Facebook and Instagram as well. I love that. Okay. What has ever been the best conference you've been to virtually or in person? So for business, like I went to a lot of conferences prior to the business for like church and women and blah, 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 but uh, not blah, 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 but you know, Amy Porterfield, I went to Amy Porterfield this year. It was my first ever business conference and it was amazing. So, so good. So good. And when we're recording this, I just met Amy Porterfield 
like super in person. Yes. That was pretty cool as well. So I definitely want to go to our event next year as well. It was so good. It was packed with tons of value and not like fluff. And then that's where I met Rick Mulready and I met Amy and I met Jasmine Starr and Stu McLaren. Like, get out of here. Who does that? But it was so good. It was really good. Very, very cool. What is the best piece of business advice you've ever received? Uh, anything that you've told me. No, I'm just kidding. But seriously. Um, but then I don't know who taught me quickly, but to find my like passion and just pursue it. And I was told that probably at one of the local entrepreneur groups, honestly. And so when I started the business in the mindset that I need to make money to pay my bills, which was a very, like, obviously a reality that made me not love necessarily all the things I was doing. I just did them to do it. And so finding my passion and finding things that I'm good at has helped me scale my business and will help me scale my business. And, and it helps with the mommyhood, wife duties, business balance that people crave. And so it helps me. Yeah. With all that, that's the best. Find your passion and do it. I literally met someone at Amy Porterfield that made six figures making birthday dog treats that are like kosher dog treats. I'm sorry, but if you can do that, you can literally do whatever you want. Like anything. Yeah. Just follow your passion. I love that. Okay. And last question that I never tell you I'm going to ask, and that is what is your favorite part about being in serve scale store? Uh, well, if you've listened to this whole podcast to the very end, you should know that it is community. (laughs) We have some of the best people. Like, I feel like I'm a cheater because I was one of the founding members. So like, I've just watched it grow, but even the people that are inside and active in the group, like they're stinking amazing. So definitely the community. I know that some like online groups get catty and competitive and like all these people that are in your group are not, they're welcoming, they're helpful. They cheer each other on. They, they are what make the group and you. I love that. Yes. The group is amazing. It's definitely like the number one thing about the program. So I love that. Well, thank you so much, Samantha. And just tell our listeners where they can reach out to you and connect with you. Yeah. So my business name is 1010 social. So T E N one zero social. So you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and my website.com. All of them 1010 social. Perfect. And we'll link all that up in the show notes. And thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you. Oh my goodness, y'all. Wasn't that such an amazing episode with Samantha? She just has the heart. Oh my gosh. Her heart is so full. She loves to serve. She loves her family and she loves her business. And the value bombs that she dropped about how she networks locally and just the hurdles that she's overcome with money mindset and really putting herself out there. I just love that. And Samantha is in the Soaring Inner Circle Mastermind and Serve Scale Soar. And if you would love to meet Samantha and other people like her, you can meet them all inside the Surf Scale Store membership. But first, go check out my free training on how to scale to consistent $10,000 months without hiring a team. All you have to do is go to surfscalesore.com forward slash 10K, the number 10, the letter K. And we'll make sure to link that up in the show notes for you. So this week, go out, serve your clients, scale your business, and soar into the six-figure year you deserve. Thanks again for tuning in to the Serve Scale Soar podcast with your host, Brandy. If you loved our podcast, please be sure to leave a comment or review and be sure to tune in next time.